Hello and welcome to this podcast from Drumoland Castle in County Clare, Ireland. In this series, we'll hear about the history of Drumoland Castle, the people who work there, and what's on offer to our guests on the vast estate and in the magnificent county of Clare. Clare-born Dorothy Madden has worked at Drumoland Castle since 1988. In the early days, she would take time off to travel during the winter and spend some time in the United States and Australia, but would always return to Drumoland where she would later become head gardener. Where did Dorothy's interest in horticulture and gardening stem from? I grew up just on the outskirts of Venice where we were lucky enough to have a wall garden and we had a gardener called McMead from County Limerick. So really from an early age, four siblings will say, and, my, and myself, five, we all worked in the garden and then from, from there we, we grew vegetables, we grew fruit, we had an orchard so we had, even we were more or less self-sufficient and we picked the fruit and we made jams and we picked the apples and we used to store them in tea chests for the winter. God help you, if there was a bruised apple, you'd hear about it. And then even with potatoes, um, in the lofts, we used to store the potatoes in the, in the lofts. So really from, that's where I developed my interest and from there then I left school and I worked for a while in an office and then I went back to study and I studied economics and social studies in Galway. And when I qualified I was still didn't figure out what I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do. While I was studying horticulture, I saw a job advertised looking for a gardener in Drumoland. I applied and luckily enough I got it, even though I had very, very little experience. And that was April 88. And at the time I worked between Drumoland and Adair Manor. I used to take the winters off and go to Florida working in gardens and garden centres. And then another winter I was in Baltimore, even though that was quite cold. And then another winter I took off to Brisbane in Australia, working in a garden. And then when I came back from working in Brisbane, I was off the job as head gardener in Drumoland, and I'm here ever since. So you worked in all the extreme, the hot and the cold. When you were growing up at home, did you ever think that you'd be working in some place like a five-star hotel and estate? No, not, not really. However, I always kind of felt I needed to work outdoors. And we kept horses and I thought maybe I'd go along that line but gradually it was really towards the vegetables. I love the, working with the earth. As they say, you're nearest to God working with earth. Dorothy has played an important role in transforming Dromoland Castle's gardens in her time there, including the restoration of two of Dromoland's three walled gardens. The original gardens and their development date back quite some time. The development of Dromoland Gardens date back to the late 1600s, early 1700s. The gardens were influenced by the designer, Andrea Lenot, who planned the gardens of Versailles. There are actually three sections to the gardens, the parkland, the pleasure grounds, and the wall gardens. The parkland was used mainly for grazing animals and for producing crops, but they also planted clumps of trees for shade and shelter for the animals during the winter and the summer. And of course, they had the outdoor pursuits of hunting, shooting, and horse riding in that area as well. The pleasure grounds are the woodlands around the castle and lake and were for outdoor entertaining, fishing and exercise. The woodlands include formal avenues of lime, beech, horse chestnut and yew. And in 1714, arbours of Quercus ilex or evergreen oaks were planted at the entrance of Temple Woods, which are still living today. The style of the woodland changed in the 1900s with the introduction of conifers to Ireland and Drumolan planted some Scotch pine, Lawson cypress and cedar of Lebanon. Tell me so Dorothy about the wall gardens here. It's just spectacularly beautiful and very attractive. What exactly is here? Wall gardens in general are for the production of fruit, vegetables and propagation of flowers. In Drumolan there are three interlinked wall gardens. You have the orchard, you have the middle garden which is the nursery 
and then to the flower garden. The orchard, the size of it is two acres, two rods and six perches. And at one stage, it grew over 308 fruit trees and 52 expelliar trees along the wall. The flower garden then was built by Edward O'Brien around the 1740s, who was also responsible for the Temple of Mercury, the turret and many, many other follies within the estate. In the early 1900s, the present Ordinch Quinn's grandfather redesigned the flower garden and he built the long lily pond. He erected pergolas for roses to climb on and he was responsible for transporting the gateway from Lemna Castle to Drumoland, re-erecting it in the wall garden in 1906. It actually dates back to 1643, built by Conor O'Brien, who was married to the famous Mororua. He also designed and erected the sundial in the gardens and dedicated a rose to his wife Ethel. This Lady Ethel Rose little blooms today. This is a facility for the guests to enjoy and the VIPs as well because you have a lot of very special guests coming to stay in Drumoland. Who sticks out for you? There have been many, many celebrities down through, throughout the years. However, the one lady that sticks out is Laura Bush. She came in June 2004 with her ladies-in-waiting and lots of security. I was privileged to walk around the garden. She was very, very interested in gardening because a lot of the plants in here in the garden, she can grow them also in Texas, particularly in the herbaceous border. But she was also asking me about the roses. She caught me on the hop because some of the roses here, a lot of the roses here are old roses. And she was asking me the names of them. And I had to tell her a couple of white lies. So I started naming the townlands where I lived, like the Balnacali rose and the Kalanakilla rose and the Lac rose. But I did throw in the Texas rose. She's from Texas, so I, I threw in the yellow Texas rose and I, and I gave her a, lapel, a yellow, yellow rose on her lapel. But she was very, very joyful to walk around and she's happiest in her jeans in the garden. Biodiversity is also a very important element of the work Drumoland is doing to protect and enhance the environment for future generations. Well, Drumoland is very conscious of its carbon footprint and is working towards becoming carbon neutral. We have a very active green team and the gardens play a huge role in this. We harvest our own water and we reuse it. We use organic matter, of course, as top dressing on the beds, locally sourced horse manure, our own compost. We use seaweed fertiliser and we make our own comfrey and nettle fertiliser as well. As a fungicide, I use sulphur rose on the roses and also old-fashioned bread soda as a fungicide. We encourage biodiversity by continuing planting native trees and shrubs and we sow pockets of pollinator plants throughout the estate to encourage wildlife and bees. We have commercial beehives on the estate that produce honey for our shop and for the guests. We work locally with Newmarket community and tidy towns and schools. We also get help in the gardens from people with disabilities from Ability Clare and the Brothers of Charity. We measure rainfall every morning and send recordings to the Met Office every month. How we do this is the rain falls through a little tube into um, a container and from the container then we put it into a measuring, another measuring tube and we record the measure and we every once in a month then we send it off to the to the Met Office and the rainfall for 2018 was 1015.3 millimetres versus the rainfall in 2020 was 1499.1 millimetres which is the difference of 483.8 millimetres just shows how climate change is happening in real life. Working as you do in a most beautiful place, have you a favourite spot? Have you a place you go to maybe after a day's work? My favourite spot in Drumoland has to be the archway between the first and second wall garden. It overlooks the first wall garden, including the roses, the wisteria, the herbaceous hot border, and then onto the Quercus ilex, view of the lake and the 18th green. 
And then when you turn around, you have the scent of the Seven Sister Roses. It's an old, old rose. And the rosemary from the herb garden. You have the pleached limes. And then you look onto the newly planted apple trees in the orchard. Tell me then about the Dromoland Rose. Dromoland Rose was planted in 2013 to mark 50 years of hospitality as a hotel. We planted 50 roses in all and they're a beautiful pink floribunda rose. Dorothy, working here in Dromoland, it's your full-time job. It has been your full-time passion as well for over three decades. Do you get some free time? Do you get a chance to go away and have time just for yourself? Do you mean to a garden at home? No, I'm afraid not. I keep a few bears and folds and during lockdown then I went back playing the piano and when I can I try and get out on the golf course. And also in my spare time I am involved in the local development. I'm the secretary of the local development in Ballinacalli. To find out more about Dromoland Castle and all that we have to offer, visit dromoland.ie or find us on Facebook or Instagram. You can listen to If These Walls Could Talk on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. And we look forward to welcoming you soon.